0: Bom dia, boa tarde. Welcome to a portuguesesoccer.com newsflash. My name is John Nevsh, and today is Thursday, February the 27th, a day that, well, let's put it this way, there ain't nobody happy in Portugal right now. Uh, very disappointing day. Four Portuguese teams in a 27-hour span eliminated from the Europa League. As disappointing it is to see has us having four Portuguese teams play on this traditional Thursday, although Braga played yesterday, but there was a reason for that. But generally, this is, of course, a Thursday competition. Um, We all thought we had our chances because if there's one competition that I think Portuguese clubs can succeed in, and there's evidence to that with Benfica um, five, six years ago, making back-to-back Europa finals, and of course, who could forget the great Porto Braga Europa final in Dublin? um, Portuguese clubs, they can do it. There's a history, and that says we can do it. But unfortunately, although Portuguese clubs in the past year have done better in Europe and have improved the coefficient to where we have overtaken Russia from 6th place and now jumped into 5th place over them, um, and fortunately, although we have no more teams left, neither does Russia, we're going to finish in 5th place and pretty much are all set Um, to have a third Champions League spot during the 2021-22 season. But that's still far away. So the question to ask is, you know, even though we took a big step tonight, why are we not enjoying the same success than we did when we said Benfica went to the Europa back-to-back finals and Porto Braga Europa final? And if you recall correctly, even Sporting made a big run the year going as far as I believe it was the semifinals. So what's happened that Six to ten years ago, we were a regular contender, not just to get to the quarterfinals, but to make it farther to the point now where we now struggle. And although Benfica did make it to the quarterfinals last year, um, we lost time-track Frankfurt. It's, of course, a very good Bundesliga team. But I think when you think about European history, um, one would think that one of the bigger Portuguese clubs um, – would go in with an expectation that with history on their side, they should advance. But it hasn't happened. And here is my theory on why I think Portuguese clubs are nowhere near where we are compared to six to 10 years ago. And that's the third-party system. A lot of people didn't like the third-party system. You would sell a player and you would find out that the third-party fund, you know, if you sold a player, let's say, for 25, third-party fund got. 12, 13 minute, million, and a lot of people would get upset because they would think that that would almost be like robbing money from the teams. But what people don't understand is, to get a lot of those great players, all the great players we had during those years to, uh, that enabled Benfica with George's used to create that Europa back-to-back history. That great Andres Vilas boas team. Remember that great Andres Vilas boas team? All those great players, some of them were third-party system players. And Sporting, of course, had some third-party system players. And, of course, we all know about the controversy with Bruno Di Carvalho and Marcus Rojo and all that. Um, But when we had those players under the third-party system, where the third-party system would come in and a lot of times help pay to get those players to come in in return for getting a big percentage, I think when you look at that type of history in that time, Portuguese clubs did very well. And now we don't have this third-party system. We're relying on our own pockets. We are a league that almost in a way is a minor league team supplying the bigger clubs. And for those outside of America that perhaps don't understand that term or slang, that means we are compete as a club domestically, but in order to pay our bills, we know at the end of the season we're going to lose our best players to the bigger teams because they move on. They sort of upgrade and then... You know, we just do it all over again and we try to find new players to build a team and to win another domestic title. And that's what happens in the minor leagues of baseball in America. Players move on. Everyone knows that. And in Portugal, there's no way we're going to be able to keep players. So the third-party system, I guess what I'm saying is, is at one point in time really did do us a favor And whether or not there was any illegalities with it, whether or not people felt that the third-party funds, and I'm certainly not advocating it. I'm just saying when the third-party fund was in place, there were some positives to it, or at least the positives there are with regards to what goes on in the pitch. And all Portuguese clubs, they don't. Um, When you have four Portuguese teams that get eliminated the way we did, um, that is an incredibly glaring disappointment. Um, You could talk about whether or not the the managers are fielding the best players. I know some people don't understand why Vinicius didn't get to start tonight over, you know, instead Diego Souza. Is that an example of Bruno Lage? Even though he says that he never gives up on a competition, but is that an example of Bruno Lage maybe making that change, keeping in mind that he's got to play the league on the weekend? Um, But Portuguese clubs we're were just not the same. And the question is, is is it because of the third-party system? And in my opinion, and by the way, that's all it is is—an opinion, I think once you look at the history of six to ten years ago and you look at the history of now, one would assume that we were a lot better as a whole, as a league, not just domestically for whatever competition there was, but the teams did better in Europe. And everyone could talk about Euro 2016 and a great accomplishment it was for Portugal, but of course, if we remember, um, some of those players don't play in Portugal, they play abroad. And tonight, we had eight Portuguese managers this week with Ruben Amorim yesterday, with Braga, play. The four domestic managers all lost, and the four abroad, including Pedro Martins. Congratulations, knocking off my arsenal. The four abroad managers basically advanced. Um, And if that's, you know, that's just a glaring fact. Um, Is the Portuguese league not good anymore? I think the Portuguese league is good. It's as exciting as it is for fans and as, as emotional. But again, the question is, is are the players being brought into Portugal the same quality of players that we had in Portugal six to ten years ago? Um, you know, can, you know, is it? And I would say right now, facts would show differently. Uh, tough times. Uh, Bruno Lage comes in at 13 months ago. Benfica seven-point deficit to Porto. Goes on a big winning streak. Wins the Liga. Then they, of course, win the meaningless International Champions Cup. But again, the magic touch. People would call it the Midas magic touch with Bruno Lage. But now these last few months, the team hasn't been doing that well. And all of a sudden, the same things you were hearing about Rui Vitoria. Not so much philosophically on style of play, but just hearing from fans disappointed with the results. You're starting to hear that now with Bruno Lage. You know, the team that Benfica always wants to be, that great European team with the talent from the Seychelles, whatever's going on, it just hasn't happened so far, at least not this year. But then again, you've got to give Bruno Lage another the year um, because, after all, he did win him the Liga title last year. Sergio Conceisson, a uh, great manager. Um, you don't want to get into a barroom f- uh, fight with that guy. That guy is emotional, but he really cares about winning. But the loss to Krasnodar at home, And now the loss tonight to Bayer Leverkusen, Um, and the fact that Porto, um, you know, they talked about how they weren't going to get any reinforcements because they didn't need any. But you wonder if that's the product of financially, do they have the money to go out and make a big buy? Not necessarily a 20 million buy, but even an eight to 10 million buy. Um, You know, they have all these uh, players, especially the the ones they got this summer, the the Colombian internationals that play for Carlos Queiroz, but. You know, right now, even though some of them have done well, um, they're certainly not performing to the standard of what I think people wanted to see with, say, a Jackson Martinez or a Falcone. Um, um, You know, those type of Colombians that they used to have on the team, they're probably not operating on their level. And sporting, um, a lot of question marks whether Celis is the right manager, Um, you know. Sporting, um, there's not really much left to play for right now except for third place, which gets some direct entry into Europa. Um, But certainly it's not that year yet when you finish third and you get to play in the Champions League preliminaries. But, um, you know, fans and it's all been documented in the news. Fans are just going to continue to be very disappointed, and it's just another headache for Federico Verandes and his staff. So a very disappointing night tonight for Portugal. Um, this is one of those nights where the big three, everybody is miserable and you really can't look at each other and blame anybody, whether you blame the refs, whether you blame the VAR, whether you blame politics. Um, tonight, there's none of that. Uh, we play We the Portuguese teams flat out played teams from other countries. And when it came down to it, we lost to a team from the Ukraine. We lost to a team. From Scotland. Oh, by the way, two very good teams: Shakhtar with Portuguese man Luis Castro, and you know Glasgow Rangers. Uh, great story they are with Gerard, who's leading the resurgence after five, six years ago. The club was sent down to the fourth division, bankrupt. They rebranded. They've come back, um, but certainly Portuguese clubs, at least this week, have shown that our best against the best of Scotland and Ukraine just hasn't worked out so far. And Sporting. Um, Basakas Sehir, and I apologize if I don't know pronounce that right, they're certainly not Basikas, they're not Galatas, right? they're not Fenerbahce, uh, but certainly the fourth or 5th blessed team, and again, I'm not really entirely sure where they fit into the spectrum of Turkish soccer, um, they, of course, tonight took care of business and beat sporting, uh, scoring uh, four goals at home, and doing what you're supposed to do when you're at home, and that's score a lot of goals and win the match, so... It's a very disappointing t- uh, night tonight, folks. Uh, fortunately, the Liga returns this weekend, especially with the Big Three starting play on Sunday. Uh, week uh, 23 stretches from Friday to Tuesday. And, hey, no more Thursday night football. You know, now it's going to kind of get right back to normal and there won't be as many Monday night games. And we'll be able to go back to a Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule, mostly Saturday, Sunday. And then, of course, we'll see what happens uh, with With the liga race and who will finish third which i think is a great race between sporting and braga Um, but tonight uh, was not our night it was not the night for portugal and there's really nothing much you can do except uh, forget about it and move on this has been a portuguesesoccer.com newsflash and my name is john neves take care